Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Welcome to the Life is Hard podcast, you hosers. Life is hard. Take off. Take off, you hoser. So, uh, so yeah, I was thinking that there was another study about chocolate. And I was thinking to myself, you know, about the integrity of my podcast. And, uh, and I pondered if the study about chocolate were to have discovered that chocolate is bad for you, would I talk about it? And I thought to myself, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I am You're gonna- clearly biased in favor of chocolate. Now, we are talking real chocolate, like cacao, not crappy milk chocolate with nothing but sugar and milk and a little bit of chocolate flavoring. Like Hershey's. Yeah. We're going to talk about Hershey's in a little while. Um, fecal transplants. Which is, what? Well, it's similar, right? Hershey's. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, they did a... St- I had this podcast catered, I'll have you know. I'm eating right now. Oh, that's well, gross. That's, that's, I'm glad to hear you're not starving to death. My dog is finally back up to his healthy weight. You know, so oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, a little bit of eating news. Um, but, uh, uh, no, they did a really big study with chocolate. They found out that eating even a few ounces of, of actual real chocolate a day can, uh, can really improve your cardiovascular condition and cut down your risk of stroke. So that, well, it's great. Is that dark chocolate? Like, is that commonly available? Like if you go to the store? Generally, anything over 60% cacao is considered real chocolate. I mean, it, it, technically, if you wanted the real thing, you'd be going for, you know, 85 or 100% cacao, and it would taste bitter because um, you start getting the really high. Some people really like that. I'm not really a big fond of pure cacao. It's, I mean, if you've ever eaten, like, cocoa that you buy at the store for cooking, mm-hmm. that's, like, pure it's just bitter. It's just, there's no, it's, it's not really that good. It needs a little sugar. Anyway, going back to more serious matters though. So I don't know if you heard, but a seven, uh, Boeing 737, not the 737 max, but 737, 800 crashed in China. I did not. Yeah. They haven't found the boxes yet. Uh, the flight recorders, but it was a, pretty tragic crash it just went straight down someone ha- happened to catch it on video the thing basically dive bombed into the earth um just exploded on impact killed all i wonder if it's that same deal we covered years ago remember where uh the thing the 737 max would dive bomb when it was, it was ta- usually that was it was taking off it has stall uh, right a, that's what it was anti-stall software yeah it was causing it to think it was stalling and therefore try to bring the nose down. And since it was too close to the ground, it would crash. Um, this is different because it was like 31,000 feet in the air. And it wasn't a 737 MAX. It was a 737-800, which is why I specified because it's 737 MAX is the one that they basically grounded all over the world. Okay. Well, I didn't remember. However, this still doesn't remember bode, it was a Boeing. This doesn't bode well for Boeing if it turns out to be something wrong with the flight software, you know, the autopilot or something. Um, but we don't know. We have no idea. They haven't found the flight recorders. It could be anything at this point. It could be, could be sabotage, terrorism, or anything. But basically, all 132 people on board are dead because 
because it literally crashed like like a missile. Just started right. a fire. When it hit. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that just to brighten everyone's day a little bit. <laughs> um, and well, while we're on dark, terrible things, just just to just to note. If anybody's listening to this podcast in the future and they're wondering like what's going on right now, we are in the middle. I'll be listening to it in the future. Well, but I'm thinking further in the future. But this podcast this week has been a pretty rough week for Ukraine. Mariupol still getting pounded, which brings me to my neighbor. <laughs> so I mentioned something to my neighbor. We were talking outside <clears throat> and I mentioned something to him about the war and, uh, I wish I could quote him exactly because it's the most insane thing ever. He said, don't worry about it. They're about to sign a peace deal because Putin has accomplished what he went in there to do. He's taken out the bio labs and the deep state, and he's done us a favor. And by the way, oh, he mentioned well, that's that, relieving. Yes, he mentioned that Putin was a good Christian, and he had done good things for Russia because Russia was now a good Christian country. And, uh, yeah. And so I, I, I kind of looked at him like, do you want me to kill you here? Or do you want me to kill you in your sleep? Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I did ask him like, you know, he's like, Oh, don't believe what you hear in the mainstream news. I said, I don't follow the mainstream news. I said, I get my news from lots of independent news sources. I said, and it's pretty fucking obvious that Russia's bombing the shit out of these cities, blowing up hospitals and schools. And, uh, he said, Oh, that's just the, like good Christians. Yeah. He said that was not Russia. That was the, uh, the separatists or whatever, uh, or some Ukrainian terrorists or something. And I'm like, really? With uh, fighter jets dropping bombs and and uh, and, art and and ships off the coast, firing you know naval guns. Those are terrorists. He goes, well, he goes, that's just fake news. And I'm like, fuck off, Jesus Christ! If it doesn't fit your narrative, it's just not true. But you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that separatists aren't firing hypersonic missiles which Russia's bragging about right now, using hypersonic missiles, right? And they're firing them on, you know, cities and killing, you know, hundreds of people. Anyway, the point is that this is all just bullshit. (sighs) So that's the end of that. Just so that you know that... So is he still alive? My neighbor? Yes. For now, yes. (laughs) He's going to die in his sleep anyway without my help. He's an old guy and he just had a... Well, he didn't just have a quadruple bypass, but recently, a while back, he had a quadruple bypass, and he, his legs are giving him trouble. He can't walk. So at least, at least I've got one thing going for me. If I decide to bludgeon him to death, I won't have to worry about him running away. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not the violent type, but I tell you, it, it makes me crazy that people can have their nose so far up Trump's ass that they just simply believe that Putin is the good guy. Yeah. It just, it just, it just kills me. I mean, this this guy is at at best he's an oligarch. At best he's just a self serving wealthy powerful man, right? He's a totalitarian. Somebody says something he doesn't like, he has them executed, poisoned, exiled, whatever suits his purposes. He's not the good guy. Jesus. Anyway. Oh, you Jesus. know what we need? 
What? We need we need some ASMR. Really? Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. I don't think our our listeners can hear that though. They probably don't have it turned up loud enough for that. The fact is they've probably turned me off since I've gotten I've waxed one? poetic here. <laughs> is this working? I don't know. Is it? And uh, no. So, so we could it's jump. supposed to relax you, right? Right. Before we jump to lighthearted subjects like helminthic therapy, I want to mention one more thing from the news that find that I find really disturbing, and that is that Idaho has recently passed an anti-abortion law. I think I've heard of this. Go ahead. You have that allows. And Texas is what I heard. This is similar but worse in a way because in this one, a relative of a rapist can sue a person who aborts a child that was a result of the rape or incest, by the way, um, for $20,000. Yeah, I heard each relative could. Yes, yes, multiple relatives could. You could... I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to start multiplying this out, In but fact, yes. That's what prompted my text to you to tell you the answer on the podcast, but not oh. until then. Yeah. So, like, what if somebody sues somebody who's broke? What happens? Well, let's just use the example of what if your 17-year-old daughter who you inseminated has an abortion and you decide to sue her over it or your wife decides to sue her over it. You're going to take money from your 17-year-old daughter? Like, like she's living off of you. No, that's why I'm asking the question. If somebody, because, I mean, it's not just a rapist, right? right? It's right. it's the father or the biological Technically, father, the whatever. rapist isn't allowed to sue, only his relatives. Because he, he's the criminal, so he can't sue. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it explicitly is... But it, but it could be the father also, right? Yeah, because he's not a rapist. He's just a good father who fucks his daughter. I mean, in Idaho, that's probably totally okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about that father. I'm talking about the father of the baby. Oh, just, just the saying, father of the baby in general. I'm saying if Any a regular, father. If right, a regular right, right, guy right. and yeah. a regular girl consensually... Oh, we have to put a spin on it. Made a baby. Let's say she's 17, he's 21, she gets pregnant, but he didn't technically rape her, they just, he date raped her. But, I mean, he he's statutory rape, but he didn't really rape. Well, actually, 17 is the age of legal consent in most states, so it wouldn't be rape. Anyway, so yeah, they just have, they have consensual sex. Well, I mean. And she gets an abortion because she's 17 and doesn't want to have a child, she's about to finish high school. My question is, yeah, I'm, forget, I'm just, forget about the rape part. If they did it on purpose yeah. for her to have the abortion and then he and all his family sue her for $20,000 prearranged because she's entirely broke and doesn't have that money, do they collect it from like the state or the federal no government way. or something? No way. No, I doubt it. Well, I'm just asking I mean, if, if you that's sue, the way it works in regular life. In in regular life, if you sue somebody who is broke, do you just not ever get it? 
No, you I mean, get the court you might, awarded it to you. Yeah, you, there's tons and tons of court awards that never get fulfilled. In some cases, you can get like a lien on their property, right? So if they die and they have a house or something, you you have a you know a, a lien on it. So you know whoever gets whoever the heir is has to pay you. Some cases you could get you know someone to garnish their income, but you got to be pretty special to have that happen. Um, right, but the but the state is never going to step in. No, and no, no, pay no, that they debt. don't pay that debt. No, okay. and if the person then never mind that scenario wouldn't happen. Then. If the person files for bankruptcy or something, um, you know they can probably get out of it too. So, yeah, well, that part I knew is that yeah. if you filed bankruptcy, your creditors are screwed. But I was just wondering, not if- all of them, not all of them. There's some have have uh, legal protection from that, especially student loans. Right. Well, that's my point. Right. But yeah. if the person's broke, you still never get it. Not necessarily. Right. Yeah. Okay. They can. The anyway, problem is they right. can never have anything because you can follow them around with this judgment forever. So yeah. it just it just ends up being you know a pain in somebody's butt to have this judgment against them. And not only that, but this is ridiculous that somebody gets sued for having an abortion. I mean, it, <clears throat> it, it, that it just defies any rational thinking. Which which takes me back to what Lindsey Graham asked. This uh, judge, this judge uh, Jackson, that they're the Supreme Court nominee, mm-hmm. he asked her point blank what faith she was. That and, and she pointed out, by the way, that the um, the Sixth Amendment of the Establishment Clause, or whatever, or whatever sixth, whatever constitutional law says, there is no like you cannot. There is no uh, religious t- test, right? right? She pointed out that his question was a violation of the U.S. Constitution. He's not even allowed to ask that. He shouldn't be. It, it should have nothing to do with her, her, uh, you know, her nomination, her hearings. But she did answer his question. She said she was Protestant, and you know, and yes, her faith was important to her personally. And he asked. Then he continues with, you know, can would you be able to be fair to a Catholic? And I'm like. God damn, Lindsey Graham, are you fucking living in the Middle Ages? I can't believe this <laughs> shit, and we let this happen. I mean, I can't believe, I honestly, if I was a senator and I was sitting there, I would demand that he be censured. This, That is absolutely unacceptable. This is America. We do not have, by constitutional you know, edict, we do not have any religious test to serve in public office, period. Right. I just, what is wrong with these fucked hard GOP people? I mean, I, I would love to say, you know, that that there's two sides to every argument, and that you know the right wing has you know a point, and they do. They they have valid points, right? I mean, if you just get into conservative uh, economics and things like that, and the left wing wing has points, whatever. But these people are goddamn idiots. It's it's well, like I don't uh, care what the fuck face idiots. I think they're assholes. <laughs> well, like they know damn well what they're doing. They're sure, not idiots. Sure, they do, but I I don't get that that you can be that brazen. Either he doesn't know a goddamn thing about the con- the constitution he vowed to uphold, or he's just simply totally doesn't care. Oh, I think it's the second one yeah. in a heartbeat. 
It, they is they my, don't it, care. My they neighbor do pro- not care. My neighbor, being a Catholic, probably loved it. He's probably like, yeah, we need to keep these Protestants under check. Well, they know how to play the game, and they do it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? I just wish, like hell, like they know that they're riling people up. Yeah, I just, I just wish there was some rule, you know, in the Senate that said basically, you know, you can't ask questions like that, and if you do, you know, you get put in the back room. It's that yeah. simple because you you've proven that you're not asking serious questions. You're this is not a judicial question. This is not a question that. That is well. It's not even constitutionally allowed. I mean, it's just stupid. It just it, it's beyond the pale. These, these, this, you know, this law in Idaho, all this stuff. This is all, you know. I don't know that any of these politicians are really religious. I know that they know that their base loves this stuff, and that's why they do it. But I don't know that it has anything to do with religion because, and I am definitely anti-theist, so I will say anything bad about religion that I feel like saying. But I still think it just has to do with manipulating people using their religion, which is oh, why absolutely. people shouldn't be religious because there it, it opens this door to this manipulation. You know, people somehow now think that, that a Catholic thinks a certain way and a Protestant thinks another way and an atheist, oh my God, they worship Satan. So, oh, and did you know, I'm sure you've heard this before. Yeah, I told you before. Actually, I said it on the podcast before about the fact that I... um. I can't be a good atheist since I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we get on to the feature topic of tonight's podcast, and that is Ooh, helminthic is therapy. We've we've uh, we've alluded to it earlier, and and you asked a question last week, not on the podcast, but after the podcast about. Uh, I think we were still recording. Uh, no, not we talked no. about we talked about hookworms. That's what this yes. helminthic therapy is about. Um, hookworms are a form of nematode, but, um, but, but after the podcast, you asked me about something that, that brought up the fecal transplants, which is not related to the hookworm therapy, but because, uh, because in the story last week, you said the guy, he lived in Washington or somewhere. I don't remember where he lived. He just, he just went to Africa to get hookworms, right? Right. He went to Africa to get hookworms, and now he sells hookworms. So I have two questions, and they are both, how do you get hookworms? So the first, how do you get hookworms is, how do you go from not having hookworms to like, oh, I really need hookworms, and I can't go to the Walmart. I'm just going to go to Africa and get them. Like, what is the process? How do you find somebody with hookworms? Okay, well, first got to understand how hookworms work. <laughs> hookworms live in your digestive tract. And when you poop, you poop some of them out. Okay. And this is part of their reproductive cycle. So when you poop them out, they don't just like die. They crawl out of the shit and they wander a meter or two away from the poop. So the reason we don't really have hookworms in this country is because nobody shits on the ground unless maybe they're camping and then they're supposed to bury it. But we don't generally just poop all over the place. So, you know, (laughs) so hookworms don't have much of an opportunity to spread. (laughs) You know, in the event that a hookworm did spread... You know, you can get cured of hookworms pretty easily because we've got deworming drugs like ivermectin 
um, and other drugs that you can take that'll kill the worms. But anyway, the, the thing is that, um, so we've managed to kill off all the hookworms in this country. So the guy couldn't find hookworms. He goes to a African country where people poop on the ground and he walks around barefoot in the general area where people defecate. And so step one, walk on shit. Step carefully. Yes. Step one, step carefully. Yes. And uh, it might help to watch the TikTok video on how to pick up a duck. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. But it would still help. You might get a laugh out of it. Um, no, anyway, so yeah, he went over there. He just wandered around. Pretty sure that's all he did. He just wandered around. Because I mean, he wasn't going to like eat poop, right? Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, <clears throat> if I'm that desperate for hookworms, I'm also not leaving until I'm sure I got them. Yeah, he stayed right. for like, he I'm stayed not for just a while. Go walk in some poop and come home. And yeah, go he's like, man. He, I hope that worked. Yeah, he stayed for a while. He's I think he stayed there for like three weeks. Um, so it didn't. It wasn't necessarily an overnight process. He just he just had to spend a lot of time. How did he know he got it? How you know, do you know it worked? I have no idea. Maybe there was some symptom that he noticed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a apparently it was a huge game changer for his life. And so now he's pooping them out and collecting them. All right. So that's the second part of the question is, how does that work? So now that he's selling them, how do you actually get them? Do you, does he send you a vial and you inject yourself? Does he, you know, he wasn't come to your house and poop on your lawn? He wasn't I mean, clear about that, but the researchers who infected themselves for the sake of research have basically swallowed them. I don't know if they swallow them in a gelatin tablet or if they just oh my god just put some in water and drink them or what. But they're Hopefully they're not out of the source material. They're not. Yeah, no, not. Well, you have to first remove them from the source material, right? And that's how he's selling them. He's taking them. He's pooping on the ground or pooping probably how somewhere. How would you do that? You just poop somewhere and wait for them to crawl out. Like you can see them. Apparently, they're big enough that you can see them. I think they're pretty small, but I think they're visible. Yeah. Because he said he cow. collects them. Yeah. You, so you could have like a hookworm farm, like you have an ant farm, you know? Why not? Of course, I think they only reproduce in your gut. Like you have to have something, you know, they've got to live inside of you. They might, oh. you know, the, the the ones that are, you know, crawling out of your poop are hoping to find another host. Gotcha. <sighs> yeah. It is kind of scary sounding. It really is. But, and so do you go on the internet and order some, or like, how does that work? You know, I have not tried, but this guy claims he sells them on eBay or Etsy or something, so. Well, you were talking about helminthic. Helminthic therapy is, is a legitimate therapy. It's it's according to, um, you can look this up on Wikipedia, it's, it's an experimental type of immunotherapy. It is the treatment of autoimmune diseases and, and immune disorders by means of deliberate infest, infestation with a helminth, which this is one of those, or with the eggs of a helminth. Helminths are parasitic worms such as hookworms, whipworms, and threadworms that have evolved to live within a host organism on which they rely for nutrients. So there you go. We intentionally infect somebody with worms that we used to think were evil and we would deworm people that had worms. In order to cure them of things like, oh, there's a whole long list, actually, but basically autoimmune disorders, allergies. That what, what got people started on this, because you might wonder, how did they figure out the hookworms were going to solve this problem? 
Well, it turns out that um, there's a very low incidence of autoimmune diseases and allergies in underdeveloped countries. Ah. They just don't have the problems we have. We we are always sneezing and, you know, getting sick and having all these crazy diseases. And, I mean, you have to admit, and I'm not saying that we didn't have things like diabetes centuries ago, but we have a lot more of this shit now. Yeah. And some of it, you know, could be diet. It could be, there could be a lot of things involved here. But type 1 diabetes isn't necessarily diet related. It's, I mean, they've said it could be related to, uh, you know, a, a virus or they're not really sure what causes, I don't think, but, but it's not necessarily diet related. So this could be one explanation. Um, by the way, let me just talk about how this, I, I might've said this last week, how it works, but the idea is simply, so anybody that listen, didn't listen to last week's podcast refresher is that these worms, because when they attack your, the inside of your intestine, your body reacts like it would to anything else, any foreign invader. And so they've evolved to put out some sort of chemical that sort of quiesces your immune response so that they don't get killed. Okay. And that's what they think is happening. They think we have evolved to have these worms in our system, these parasites, that literally moderate our immune system. And when they're gone, their immune system kind of runs amok. Not everybody. I mean, not everybody goes you know, off an autoimmune disorder, but a lot of people are having this problem. So it's that our immune system is too good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's running in overdrive, right? There's right. nothing. There's no. There's no governor on it. There's nothing to slow it down. So gotcha. so these worms put and and I could. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit uh, jaded when it comes to pharmaceutical companies. I know that. Something like this is not going to catch on if they can't make money at it. If if anybody who gets hookworms can just, you know, poop on the ground and, you know, grab some hookworms for his neighbor and everybody will be cured, then chances are the pharmaceutical companies aren't going to want to. I'm going to have a yard sale on Saturday. I'm going to poop, <laughs> put a little flag there. It says hookworms, five cents. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Five cents each. Um, mm hmm. To count them, you have to get little tweezers and you know measure them out. So, um, but but my point is, I don't see the pharmaceutical companies. All you can eat hookworms. Oh God! <laughs> I don't see them going down this road because they can't make any money at it. So what I what I could see happening, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, is for them to determine what it is these hookworms are putting out. You know what chemical right. that they're putting out, and then put that in a pill that they can make a million dollars on. Or a billion, or five billion, or twenty billion. But I'm not necessarily against that idea because in this case, the treatment really sounds kind of it kind of puts you off, right? So if somebody said, "Here, you can take this pill once a week or whatever," that wouldn't be so or bad. Or eat poop. Uh, let me think. <laughs> you don't have to eat poop, okay? Um, but yeah, it's. Uh... I'm pretty sure you do. Well, let me just say, since I brought up my dog earlier, that my dog has no problem eating poop. He's totally okay well, with the yeah. idea. My dog is perfectly fine with it too. Yeah, I can't convince I him. I can't convince him not to eat poop. I'm always yelling at him when he, you know, he starts sniffing at his poop. I'm like, leave it alone. Partly because I know that there's hookworms in that poop, and I'm like, you don't need those hookworms. <sighs> well, that, that's they're still bad for animals, right? 
well, if they were just hookworms, I don't know. They, I don't know that they even have hookworms. There's a lot of different kinds of worms, and not all worms are good. Gotcha. They even mention that in the helminthic therapy uh, thing on Wikipedia. They talk about that there are a lot of worms that do more harm than good. So these hookworms specifically are actually pretty innocuous. They're pretty harmless. They don't really do any damage unless you get like a really heavy infestation and then you might be annoyed by them. According to the researchers that took them, they said a heavy a heavy dose of hookworms might cause some abdominal discomfort. But but again, it's easy to get rid of them. It's probably easier to get rid of them than it is to catch them. Right. At least at least in our society. Now, if you're living in Africa where, you know, there's no you know, it's open latrines, there everybody has hookworms and nobody even cares. Right. Well, and why should they? Their immune systems are great. Yeah, I mean, if you, I guess what I'm saying is, if like if you treated yourself for hookworms, you know, took some chemical to kill them, you'd have them back in two weeks anyway. So there's really not much point. Um, mm-hmm. But here, if you got worms and you want to get rid of them, you would just take ivermectin or something like that, and it would kill them, and then you would just go on with your life and probably never have them again. Um, Unless, right. of course, your neighbors are Trump followers and they poop on the ground. And then you never know. All bets are off. <sighs> you all right? I'm fine. I'm looking at, if we run out the clock here, we got 50 seconds to 30 minutes and then... Well, it sounds like perfect timing. Do you have anything to add? Uh, Well, now you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. No, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I texted you what I had. I think we talked about the jury thing already. Or the, not jury, the suing. Yeah, we did. Somebody who's broke. Yeah, I waited on the the the, the worms until the end because I figured a lot of people would run away screaming when I started talking about worms. Especially, yeah, well, I almost did. Especially eating them. And, yes. And pooping them out. And, yeah. So I just want to mention, though, that the um, fecal transplant is a different problem. That's a, that's a whole different thing. That's when somebody has a piss-poor biome, and they'll okay. actually take fecal matter from someone who has a good biome and shove it up someone else's ass. Nice. In order to cross-pollinate all that good biome stuff. This podcast has gone to <laughs> shit. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is you hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse.